Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Brad, we are back on the podcast, which means it is two days after the Super Bowl. It is. The Rams pull it out. At the end there, Aaron Donald makes a play almost exactly the same play that he made on Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he's twirled him around the same. Yeah. Balls fluttered the same, though Garoppolo threw a pick and Burroughs just threw it into the ground. Yeah. He, but, he likes to not, uh, he likes to really, really try to avoid the roughing the passer calls mm-hmm. on his sacks because he really could. I mean, he could, he could severely hurt somebody the way he comes in. Yeah. So he's, he's t- taken the last couple of years to, <clears throat> spinning the quarterbacks around and throwing them to the ground, but which leads to them being able to get throws <laughs> off sometimes. So the last two times that happened, I'm like, that's awesome. Plant them in the ground this time, you know, whatever happens, happens. But yeah, so the last couple of times, and this one was kind of close to Perrine, their, their running yeah, back yeah. on the one angle. But then when you watch another angle, from the all 22 camera from behind the quarterback, it's a good like four yards away. Yeah, from him. Yeah, So yeah. everybody's like, he should have dove. <laughs> They're you know, diving four yards, a big 220 pound running back. <laughs> you know, the, the problem was that second and one call because he, they went deep and then him and the receiver had a different idea on what was going to happen. The ball goes like five, five <laughs> yards out of bounds. It's like, no, no chance. And yeah. I was like, man, like, in these, in, in the end sequence of the game, the coach and the QB, like these are when you put your best play, like whatever your best money plays are. Yeah. Like second and one, third and one, fourth and one. That That's why they're there. Yeah. And they went over on all three. So if you're and, a Bengals and, fan, I'm sure you're pretty frustrated. And that. not even that. It's when the Rams needed to, it wasn't so much the plays but the player, and that's Put what the ball I think. In your best player's hand. Yeah, I had re- I had uh, heard that this week. That I think uh, Joe Gibbs had said that for years. It's not about the play; it's about the player. Well, so you I find mean, find that guy. You know, when you need one yard and you have John Riggins, like <laughs> easy, yeah, exactly. done. And, uh, and the Hogs up front. I mean, you could do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> but yeah, and then and then they didn't have Joe Mixon in there for three straight plays because again, I mean, at that point, it's it's. You know what? Second and one. I hope. I hope it's not for the same reason that the, that all of a sudden the Niners put in Jamichael Hasty in at the end of the game because Uh-oh. of the vaunted third down back. You need your yeah. third down back in there. No, just put the best guy in. <laughs> Give me Elijah Mitchell. I don't want yeah. to. Every time I see Hasty, I'm like, where's Elijah Mitchell? Like, never was it the opposite. Never was there a no. moment during the season where I was like, you know what? I wish Elijah Mitch- I wish Elijah Mitchell was out of this game and Jamichael Hasty was in. Never. No. No, and, and especially when you got I mean, what did Mixon have? Eighteen hundred all purpose yards. And, and and here you are in the Super Bowl. You got three plays, you get one yard, and he's out. I mean, yeah. I, you know, a lot of things. And and, and things like that happen. I mean, it's it, you know, and and calls like, you know, the 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 phantom uh holding call on on Cooper Cup. But the play before that, they could have easily ca- called a, a hold on Henderson coming out of the back field so like they missed that one but then they got the next one and then that face back face mask on Jalen Ramsey I mean there's a, <laughs> that was how did that thing get missed? Know, God that was brutal but I guess they the the ref said after the game they said well his head wasn't turned enough we couldn't call it <laughs> like oh my god they turned it so far I threw him on the ground but whatever you know oh, things happen man. and like I told you when you said that I, I you know you text me you go how did they miss that I said you know it's just gonna even out it's weird it's, yeah. it's you know how the NFL is the 
something weird's going to happen later. And sure enough, it did. But of course, if it happens on the final drive of the game, then it becomes a huge issue. I'm not letting it take anything away from the championship. I mean, the Rams just... They won that game. I mean, it, and it was fantastic. And it was, uh, you know, 22 years in the making from our last championship. And it was uh, a long time coming. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy, very excited. Um, I don't want to go another 22 years. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I just want to say <laughs> our podcast in the entire time that we've been on the air, this is episode 86, I believe. Now, that doesn't mean 86 weeks because they're in the playoffs. We recorded a bunch of shows uh, yeah. during during that series against the Dodgers. But, you know, it's over been over a year, about a year and a half of shows. In that year and a half, uh, Niners go to the uh, go to the championship, NFC championship. Rams go to the NFC championship. Rams go to the Super Bowl. Rams in the Super Bowl. Giants miss out on the, the wild card playoffs one year. Then they win the division next year. This, we're, we're we're pretty good luck with our teams as yeah. we record here, so that should bode very well for the future. And maybe the Warriors do some damage this year. Um, but yeah, well, yeah. I mean, this <clears throat> we're lucky we're not doing the podcast in what 2008 because then we'd be <laughs> we'd be sad all the time. I mean, there <laughs> there wouldn't be anything yes. to talk about for anybody. Although the Warriors, no, they weren't that good. They, they that would have been the year after that they made the playoffs. So yeah, exactly. So uh, all right, well let's uh, <laughs> let's hit the intro and we'll come back with the rest of the show being all baseball talk. There we go. Bedrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over. Twenty-seven years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, so I wanted to make mention that next week we're going to have another guest. Now, uh, we've had a few guests. So this is the first uh, first non-guest week <laughs> in about a month. We've uh, we've had some some guests, and it's been really fun to talk to some po- folks. We had Darren Chan from KMBR. We had Jarrett Seidler from uh, Baseball Prospectus. We even had... Uh, from the BAM pod, Rom, my, my son's friend. And, you know, we, the, the downloads are, are doing well, which surprised me because I was like, ah, it's the lockout. Nobody wants to talk baseball right now. Downloads are going to suck. But no, the downloads have been yeah. really good. I think the Darren Chan show might be our most popular show of all time. So thanks to Darren Chan for that. Um, if you are listening to this on a podcast feed, you know, click that subscribe button. That really helps us if you so much so want to uh, give us a review. Um, that that would help too. That that helps with that crazy algorithm. I still don't exactly know how it works. Um, give <laughs> us five stars. Math, right? I don't get yeah. math. Mm. Give us five stars, and you know it'll help us in the rankings there. But you know, uh, we are also. I think I mentioned this. We're part part of the Blue Wire Network now, so. Um, you know, our, I think our downloads are a little bit on the lower end uh, of the Blue Wire Network uh, uh, podcast, but it's nice to have friends. We can we can just build and build and build. Uh, but yeah, so you know, give us a five star rating there. Subscribe to it. Get more people listening to the show. And uh, that was to say that we're gonna have another guest next week. This is somebody who reached out to us. Now we've been following this person on Instagram for a little while now. The Instagram handle is uh, Japan Ball Travel on Instagram. So I think that I, I don't know if he's the guy who actually runs the Instagram account, but he is definitely tied to the Instagram account. His name is Shane Barclay. Uh, he uh, Japan Ball is basically uh, they do guided tours uh, in Japan and Korea and Dominican Republic and other places. Um, and so that's kind of the business. And so he's got tons of stories. And also, he is a Giants fan. He's originally from the Bay Area. I think he had left the Bay Area. He grew up not too far from uh, where you would have grown up. And now he's back. Uh, I think he's actually, um, I think, what did he say, Santa Cruz or something? So he's still, he's he's back. But he wants to talk Giants. He wants to uh, tell his stories uh, uh, of uh, Japan ball and such. So he's going to join us next week week but uh, i thought that was pretty cool because i you know we during this lockout which we'll talk about in a second 
because there's no day-to-day baseball, we can do fun stuff like that and listen to stories of, of uh, you know, I, look, I would love to go to Japan to do a yeah. tour of the baseball parks and stuff. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be super cool. I, the Dominican Republic, a little bit scary. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd still love to, and I'm sure he knows the ins and outs and where to go, what, where not to go. Yeah. Uh, speak, speaking of that, there's a guy I follow on YouTube uh, who's just a travel guy, and uh, he and his his travel stuff is fantastic because he loves to go to the most dangerous parts oh my God. of every country and he goes around with a camera and he's this big uh, uh german dude who just goes <laughs> around with a camera and just shoots all kinds of stuff in the most dangerous places you could even imagine um so yeah, yeah i'm sure the trips aren't like that at all but going to japan going to south korea going to the dominican republic to watch um baseball to watch the fans to watch the the fandom around the game in those countries uh would be very very interesting to me um as i've always had this thing with uh you know how do fans look at 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 games we're watching ted lasso right now i'm a big soccer fan myself Mm -hmm. premier league so watching you know that i i'm very comfortable with the verbiage and and everything else in that i always have to explain to my wife like oh so so this is what relegation means this is Mm -hmm. what promotion means this is everything else so so going to japan and going to south korea to see how they interpret things would would be fantastic uh just to watch and listen yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so Shane is going to come on next week and we'll this we're recording this on a Tuesday because yesterday was Valentine's Day. We got to spend some time with our mm-hmm. wives and our families. Um, but next week we'll be back on Monday and uh, and we'll do the show then. Yeah, Wait, you guys I think so. Wait. We mm, do yeah. isn't it President's Day? Oh, it is President's Day. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, I, I don't we'll want to. If Shane can do it on Monday, maybe it's best to keep that date. But uh, you know, yeah. we usually like to to have our holidays to spend time with our 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 people. But um, yeah. we'll figure it out. Well, All I, right, got, so, I got a question for you too, though. Before we go on, so speaking yeah. of holidays, do you guys do anything like family wise for for Valentine's Day? Do you guys? Because I mean. You know, when you've been with the same person for a very long time, sometimes, mm-hmm. you you know, things are a little bit different. So uh, my wife and I love to and once we had kids, it was like, OK, Valentine's Day is not we don't go out to dinner. We don't do that. Yeah. stuff. So we just get we get pizza dough and we we shape heart shaped pizzas. Kids build them cook them up and then we will usually watch something uh lady in the tramp you know something disney related that's just mm-hmm. kind of fun the girls love they're teenagers now so you know the older one had her boyfriend over last night so we watched shows with them and stuff and had a good time but do you guys do anything like that wait 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 yeah do you do you like the boy he's a good kid okay yeah good. yeah he's a good kid we've known him for a long time he's been uh affiliated with our our local little league over here i've known him for a long time she's known him for a long time that's good yeah yeah he's a good kid i don't want to say too much i think <laughs> hear me outside the door i don't want to accept him too much you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah he's like oh he likes me <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah. of fear yeah good. exactly <laughs> so um we, so it, it really depends on if we have the kids or not, as far as what we do. Last night, we did not have the kids. They were with their dad. And uh, so what we did was uh, Brian and my, my sons bought Crystal uh, a bottle of champagne for Christmas. Nice. And so we've just been keeping it like it was just been hanging out. So we busted that open last night, had some dinner, and we watched uh, the new J-Lo movie on Peacock. Oh, yes. Called Marry Me. Yeah, Marry Me. There you go. I keep seeing the commercials for it. So it is absolutely 100% predictable. We called (laughs) every plot line that was going to happen like at least 10 minutes before it happened. But sometimes those movies are also fun because they're predictable and you can adjust your emotions accordingly. And if you like J-Lo, J-Lo is very likable in the movie. But I had one problem with it, which is in what world... Does Jennifer Lopez date Owen Wilson? <laughs> well, I mean, Mobius is a fantastic guy. If you've seen Loki, he plays Mobius. Uh, so, uh, and he's a he's a nice looking guy. He's very dapper. I, I bet he's very polite and nice. I think. He's less slovenly than the new Ben Affleck. I mean, the old Ben Affleck, maybe, but the new Ben Affleck, I don't know. I, I throw okay. on Wilson in there. So, so there's, there, there was a slight problem for me because um, 
I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Owen Wilson's had a couple of things done to, to, to the mug. Yeah. And well, he, uh, he was Batman, so I'm sure he had to look uh, more like Batman. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Owen, obviously very famous for the, the nose. It's very prolific mm-hmm. nose. But he, there was a couple of scenes where he's there. And as I'm watching the movie, I was like, wait who's this old lady and then we're like no that's owen like oh no <laughs> like a couple <laughs> times so um oh so you're saying owen wilson has owen wilson had, i thought you had said had ben affleck yeah. it has some stuff done i think he had Batman. a couple things done in it's in the possible. facial region so but if you uh, watch loki he just looks like his you know, like an older normal dude but he has gray hair yeah and like a gray beard, so I can I can. So maybe 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 he's he may I mean his hair was very blonde in this movie, oh. so it could have been dyed, or maybe there was yeah. a wig action going on. But anyway, I was thinking, I was, I was asking Chris, I was like, okay, how does this movie get pitched to J Lo? <laughs> They're like, you're gonna be this person. This is gonna be so very close to your to your real life. You're gonna you know, have a few failed marriages here. <laughs> and so you're going to kind of be down on your luck and you just on a lark, you know, yeah. you just get married again. And she's like, Oh gosh, this is, this is kind of a little bit too close to home. Okay. But uh, who's going to be, you know, my husband in this movie. And they're like, it's going to be one of the Wilson brothers. And she's like, <laughs> I'll take oh, Luke. Luke. <laughs> yeah. Luke looks great. Very handsome guy, you know, kind of athletic. Uh, and they're like, ah, oh, not Luke. And then she goes, <laughs> Oh, there's a third Wilson brother? <laughs> and they're like, no, Owen. And they're just like, oh, oh Owen. Yeah. Owen. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you gotta not? talk yourself into Owen. Look, Owen is um, <laughs> you know, he's he's Owen. He's a very likable actor. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't buy it though. I was just like, in what world does J Lo yeah. feel that Owen Wilson is like the the guy? Well, every but, time I saw the commercials too, I felt like, have I seen this before? Is this <laughs> like, like I mean, four times? Who was in Who was in Made in Manhattan? That was her. Yeah, in, in exactly. Who that was her. Also, movie. also J Lo, the wedding planner, yeah. the third the movie planner. about, <laughs> but never with Owen Wilson, right? No. This is their first time. Yeah. Okay, I, think I keep so. thinking. Yeah, Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston have been in a movie. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. one. There's one Jenny from the other block. Yeah. But, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Wilson. Oh, what man. a guy. All right. Um, all right, let's talk about some baseball stuff here. So owners and players had a meeting on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Every time they have a meeting, we kind of, it's kind of like, well, maybe this time. And it wasn't. I've quit getting my hopes up, man. I don't even, every time they meet, I'm like, cool. We're going to find out how far away they are again. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think at this point, that the opening of the season gets delayed and we start missing games. Yeah, I, th- I think we're I think we're getting there. Um, I'm gonna run down a couple of things from the meeting. Go for it. So uh, Rob Manfred has basically said that they would need four weeks of spring training, no matter yes. what. He's throwing that out there. The players, I would assume, they agree to um, less injuries you kind of got to get up to speed and everything i mean when you're facing you know especially now you're facing upper 90 fastball that are you know coming up near your head you kind of want to have your timing down so i i I don't think you know let's say i don't think they're going to throw out there let's do two weeks of spring training and we'll go right into the season i they're not going to agree to that so so they say they need four weeks giants and pitchers and catchers uh we're supposed to report today so the clock is now ticking, but usually they report what a week before, uh, ten days before yes. the game start. Games were supposed to uh, spring training games were supposed to start when the twenty eighth, I believe. Mm, that sounds right. That sounds yeah, right. somewhere around the twenty eighth, uh, twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Um, so we're, we're we're pretty much like ten days out from that now. A little bit, a little bit more than that. Um, the only thing that came out of the meeting is the MLB, uh, uh, the the owners uh, put together a plan, and it was extremely underwhelming from all of the reports that we've seen. Uh, the pre-arbitration bonus pool that the players want, we talk about this all the time, players want $100 million in this pre-arbitration mm-hmm. pool so that the, you know some of the younger guys can see a little bit of return before they start hitting arbitration. And the, and the owners upped theirs from 10 to $15 million. 
So, I mean, they're still so far off from so many. They had an $85 million difference if I did math right. I'm just horrible at math. Yes, I did math right. Uh, so, and then the MLB also raised the luxury tax threshold $2 million a year in the final three years of this new five-year deal that they're throwing out there. Um, that, what does that do? I mean, it really doesn't do much. We keep talking about uh, you know, possible um, salary cap. But mm-hmm. if they if the if MLB's throwing this stuff out, we're not going to see a salary cap. I think we're still going to see the thresholds. Um, other monetary things were proposed. Just it was all monetary. It was just you know this 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 and that. They did say right that that they pretty much agreed. Hey, we're we're doing the the DH in the National League, and I don't even think the Players Association has to agree to that. Correct? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't even know. I don't think they do. I, I mean, they, they'd be for it. They're always mm-hmm. going to be for it because it just yeah. means you get to add another player who may not be able to play anymore in the National League. You open that person up to more possibilities. So it yeah. would be smart. I mean, not, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm sure they would not be opposed to it. Yeah, I, I think that's one of those rule changes that they can just make. I don't, I don't think that has to be in in the bargaining agreement or anything else. Um, I believe the Players Association proposed that as well in the last go around um, before they played the pandemic season when they were trying to say, "Look, we're doing this," and so they did. You know, National League had the DH in 2020, um, got rid of it in 2021, went back to the regular, uh, and and I think the MLB just said, "Yeah, yeah, we can put that in there. That's no problem." Um, but, but overall, overall completely underwhelming, uh, players association now is going to make a uh, counter proposal. We don't know when we haven't heard a timeline. There's no time frame. There's no idea when more is happening at this point. We know a couple of weeks ago, a week or so, a week or so ago that the, um, uh, MLB owners said, Hey, let's, let's go ahead and, and get an arbitrator in here. I mean, you do that when you, when you have two or three sticking points, right? Yeah. You're, you're 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 pretty much yeah you're close point. Yeah, yeah you're on point on everything else and but you got three they're they're so far away on everything right now that an arbitrator I mean the, the players association we said this before they'd be dumb to say yes to that because yeah. then all of a sudden they would come in and you have to stick with what the arbitrator says and if he you know the mediator says this is uh, he or she says this is what it is this is what you're gonna get for this luxury taxes we're gonna. You have to stick with it. You agree to it. Uh, there's no negotiation at that point. And I think the you know, obviously the players' association they want more negotiations and and they want good faith negotiations. But seeing you know things move like the owners doing the pre-art bonus pool going from ten to fifteen million when the players want a hundred. <laughs> why aren't we throwing out there? How about forty? Yeah, uh, you know, and the players come back with okay eighty, and they start. <laughs> We're not. I mean, this is like the like the worst uh, you know car salesman in the world out here. The MLB. Yeah. So it's yeah. just it's ugly right now. Um, what date do you think would be the first date that we possibly see games again? Spring training. Are no, you talking the, just- the MLB starts what? Uh, I think the Giants' first home game is like the eighth. So the the first week of-, of April, I guess, is the beginning yeah. of the season, right? It's supposed to be. Man, uh, <laughs> I you know I I. I don't think too far after that. I think they're going to start again. Once the gate starts not coming in for the owners and they start losing money at the gates when the games actually start, I think that's when they're going to get serious. And then the fans are going to be even more pissed because we're going to say, why couldn't you do this before? Why did you drag this whole thing out? Um, I think we're going to have a 150 game season. Uh, you know, we're going to go two weeks later than we normally would. That that that's what I'm seeing right now. Uh, I have, you know, obviously I don't have any insides or anything like that, but I I can see a hundred and hundred and fifty game, hundred and forty eight game season. Okay, now, at, is there a possibility that we lose those first two weeks, and both sides are just playing poker? Like, at what point do we get to to where they're just like, you know what? It's not even worth trying to get even half of a season back. Like, is there that possibility? It seems like it would be the death of the sport, but I I wouldn't put it past the owners to, you know, to, to play ball like that. Yeah, they, they don't want another... 1994 debacle because what did what did we have to do to get 
fans back in the seats. Yeah, they'll just let players take steroids again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And they don't want that because, I mean, that was such a black mark now on the, on the you know, it's we're starting to come out of it. But at the time, it was such a black mark on the sport that the 2000 Giants were able to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you know, they were able to hit the, 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 some of the, the lowest home run totals in the history of the sport and win a World Series because their pitching was outstanding. Yeah. Um, we're not in that era anymore. We're, we're back to home runs. There's home runs again, but we got launch angle, man. We got <laughs> spin rates. We got everything else. <laughs> so, so it's a little bit different. But I, yeah, I don't, um, Man, that's a tough one. I, I I cannot see them wiping this season out. I, I can't even see them doing an 80-game season. Something's going to be figured out. They're not going to get under 100, 140 games. Um, I don't know. Mark this time on the podcast. Mark this yeah. date because if, <laughs> if I'm well, wrong, man, I, I'm not going to be happy. Well, we're coming off of a – two years ago, we had a 60-game season mm-hmm. with a frenetic playoff. Last year, there were still some remnants from the pandemic, though I think everybody got almost got all their games in. I'm sure, I'm sure there were a couple teams who didn't quite get every game in because of a cancellation here or there. Yeah. But this was going to be the first season where it was like, okay, we're back. Everything's back to normal. Yeah, fans in the stands from the start didn't have that right. last year. Right. Now let's go. And now they're screwing that up. So we're going to get a, you know, for the third year in a row, some sort of funkiness going on with a full season. Yeah. And here they are trying to build the young fan base. And we had, you know, we had Rom on the show a couple of weeks ago and he, he already said, yeah, our, our generation doesn't care about the hall of fame. Yeah. And, and you, you want to start having this generation not care about a lot of stuff. Don't play baseball. And, yeah. and you're going to have a real problem on your hands. Um, you know, I had uh, both my kids were interested in not so much the Super Bowl, but it was more than a halftime show. Yes. Um, you know, because I do play a lot of Dre and Snoop and, and you know, Eminem in the house and stuff. The, the clean, I try. Well, sure. They're 15 and 13. Who am yeah. I kidding? Yeah, they yeah, heard yeah. it all. So, <laughs> so, you know, so we listen. So, the, so they were very much interested in that. Um, and then I saw some tweets that said, can you imagine like a baseball game like this that decides the entire, it's like a single game. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and but, but we have that in the world baseball classic. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see more world baseball classic. I would like to see more baseball. I would like to see, um, you know, we're, we're going to go, th- we're going to go through that poll that we did uh, right. about a month ago or so, but you know, it, there's a lot of things us fans would like to see. But week after week, when when all we're getting reports on are uh, luxury tax thresholds <laughs> and uh, pre-arbitration bonus pools, is that sexy? Is that exciting? Do you think my 15-year-old kid is like, oh, my God, who's going to go over the luxury tax? No. They want to see baseball on the field. They want to see exciting plays. They want to see young players getting into the majors earlier than they have been because of some goofy rule that says you have to be you know, X amount of years and months before we have to start paying you and you're on the book all that needs to go away it needs to be a little bit more streamlined uh and they got it they have so far to go right now i'm i'm worried about the sport right now i'm yeah. really worried about yeah. it yeah well uh you know we'll i'm sure we'll report back next week with mm. uh some more of, of the same but the arbitration uh, yeah. bonuses i know and then yeah <laughs> n- none of this has anything to do with the improvement of the game which is kind no. of the stuff that we're interested in hearing about yeah yeah all right, so as folks saw with uh, with our little thumbnail here with the Nuschler, Will there Clark. We Love that guy so much. The uh, the Giants came out with their promotions and giveaways. So I wanted to just skim through a few of these to see if there's any interest for you. Uh, so Friday night, April 8th, or Friday actually, day game, April 8th, is supposed to be opening day or their home opener. Uh, probably not happening at this point. Yeah. Um, but the uh, this one was pretty funny, which is the ninth, which is Saturday, the second game of the season, supposedly. They're giving away a captain's hat. <laughs> <laughs> you really can't go wrong there. I mean, that, it's a fine looking hat. We don't have pictures of it, right? 
No, I mean, no, I, okay, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so the it's a fine looking, it's a captain's hat with it. You know how usually it's got the yellow. Um, I, I don't have my captain's hat, but I, I was wearing one during the playoffs last year. Uh, it's got the like the leaf on it and the uh, braid across it. Those are orange. Usually they're yellow, and it's got the big SF on the front. Mm-hmm. I, I like. That. I'm very interested in that. I I might have to hit eBay. Yeah, I know. I they'll they'll be up there. Now, but yeah, yeah. You, you might have to pay <laughs> twenty five bucks to get one. Yeah. I'll pay twenty five. I thought you were yeah. going to say 50 because I'm not paying uh, well, 50. Maybe, maybe. I'll pay 25. <laughs> All right. Saturday, May 7th. Supposed to be Buster Posey Day. Oh. It's You're supposed to get a commemorative Buster Posey collector's print. First 20,000 fans. And they're going to celebrate Buster, who just retired. And if they miss that game. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know mm, what's that- going to happen there. That would be bad. So what, what's that date again? And who are uh, they playing? Seventh against the Cardinals. Cardinals. I mean, they're going to get a lot of people in the stands anyways, but anything going forward that involves Buster Posey or Linscombe someday, right? Yeah. I mean, they probably can't even get him to agree to it. I know. I'm sure they're probably like, yeah, we're going to give away a Tim Linscombe thing and we'd like you to be there. He's like, nah, good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, but anything having to do with those guys, you know, Posey, Lincecum, Mad Bum, Kane, we got a Kane one coming up too, but, um, yeah, that's going to be, th- th- those are going to be really, uh, hard to get tickets. I think. Yeah. June 12th, Sunday is mm-hmm. Matt Kane. Perfect game. Bobble card. So it's not that's even cool. a bobble head. Those are cool. It's looking. bobble card. Yeah. I like those. I'm looking at it right now. It's really cool. It looks like a baseball card. It's kind of like 3D. Yeah. And you got Matt Kane in front of him. He's got blue eyes and he's angry and uh, in, in mid pitch. And it's got the, uh, it's really cool because it's got the line score, his pitching line score mm-hmm. on it, um, which is really cool. Nine, nine innings, 14 Ks. And a uh, heart in your throat moment, ground ball <laughs> to third base to, um, Oh God, I can never remember his name. Uh, Arius, right? Is it yeah, Arius? Joaquin the Dream Arius. Yeah, yeah, that right. one had us going. <laughs> I know. And that's against the Dodgers, so that's going to be a sellout, anyways. So, uh, yeah, that'll be sellout. Yeah. Uh, so January, uh, June twenty fifth against the Reds, Saturday, uh, late afternoon game, E forty bobblehead, <laughs> first fifteen thousand fans. That's just a sketch rendering of what it's going to look like. But if it looks anything like that, I probably need one. <laughs> so this one, this one suits you. The, the, I think I feel like they do these specifically for you. Mm-hmm. July sixteenth, Milwaukee Brewers, Giants Hawaiian shirt, first <laughs> twenty thousand. You can never go wrong with that. <laughs> I, that is a nice looking. If that shirt actually, because again, an artist rendering of it. But if it looks anything like that. That is going to be super dope. I'm going to need one of those. And uh, it's a day before my birthday, too. So it's kind of an early birthday present. I'm not going to be here. I think we're in... uh, Where are we then? I think we're in Lake Tahoe that week. Oh, wow. So going to miss it. But I'm going to see everybody in the crowd on that Saturday game on TV wearing those. July 30th, Will Clark retirement uh number retirement ceremony that is a game i i I think i don't know if they're i don't know if they're going to even sell single game tickets of that game specifically because i know that they have a ticket package like there's a 22 game ticket package to get that ticket uh but if there's an opportunity to get that ticket i'm definitely buying at least a couple of those whether to take crystal or take Either of my actually JJ yeah JJ will be back this summer. Actually, I might have to get more than two then. Um, yeah, so but that's the, have to get some ticket packages. That's the game right there. Yeah, we get to see Will the Thrill get his number retired, namesake of this podcast. That's gonna be yeah. That, that as soon as they announce that because they announced that on two twenty two twenty two on uh, on on the morning on uh, KNBR. They had a big promotion for it and everything. Uh, that's going to be super cool, man. That that's going to be a, a tough ticket to get. But like you said, if you if that's the only way you can get it, I don't even. Eh, you just go to StubHub and pay. Yeah, premium. that's true. Yeah, yeah. All right, August thirteenth, Pittsburgh Pirates. 
2012 World Series <laughs> champion Team Bobbleheads. I don't know. They, they don't have actually. A, I'm sure there's a handful of the guys that they're that they're putting out there. Yeah. Now I, that's not as poetic of a uh, of a uh, opponent though, because the Giants beat the Pirates in the. Uh, one game wild card 14 in 2014. 14. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's, I saw the pirates at first and I go, Oh, that's a great. And then I was like, Oh no way. That was 14. So 2012 should have done it against the reds Cardinals. Yeah. That would have been better. Been, yeah. 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 It's good. Once it, once they're going to be rally Zito night. Ooh. <laughs> and, yeah. They absolutely need one of those, man. July 5th, seven, five, seven. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, the only other one, uh, September fourth, Star Wars Day. Not a big deal, but no. kind of, kind of oh, a big deal for us. Just uh, yeah, pretty fun. Uh, Reno Aces do a lot of promotions around here too. Um, minor league baseball, of course. They always have a Harry Potter night, a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville night. And, nice. Uh, they always have a Star Wars night too every year. We've gone to that once, and it, it was pretty fun. It was a good time. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's move on to the next topic. But before we do, just want to quickly. Uh, Talk about what we are drinking. Yeah. So I know you had something that you called Victory Scotch. Yes. I saved the scotches for the big games, the big victories. I know it's a baseball podcast, but <clears throat> my voice is still... It's coming back. It's uh, went a little crazy on Sunday. Uh, the Rams won. I like to... I saved this. I didn't have it that night because I had two... You call them what? Palomas, right? Mm-hmm. Is that uh, so? It was a Terramana tequila in um, grapefruit zevia with a slice of lime. So I had two of those during the game and a beer. It took me like six hours to drink those, <laughs> sipping and having a good time. Uh, so I didn't have this that night, but I saved the scotch for the celebration. Didn't have nice. any drinks last night. So I busted this out tonight. And Beautiful. It's fantastic. Beautiful. Uh, I had texted Brad because for the Super Bowl, uh, my wife, Crystal, invited uh, one of her best friends and her best friend's significant other, and they came over to hang out, and I was like, oh, like, oh, we get to host. This is actually kind of fun. And I was like, oh, what? You know, maybe I'll figure out something. We'll, you know, we'll get, we'll get, we'll make a drink or something. And then I remembered uh, for Christmas, Crystal bought these tins for me for Christmas, and I was like, oh, let's just make mules. And so I had uh, Moscow mules for everyone else, bourbon mule for myself, and I bought the little cocktail shaker. I'd never had the co cocktail shaker before. Uh, got the recipe. Did we did them? We we had a, the mules. It was great. Um, and so for this podcast, I still had a little bit of ginger beer left. So I was like, ah. I'll make one for this show for nice. for Brad so he can he can check out the mug. So there we go. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. I, I you know what we keep talking about that too. My wife needs to get those because she's a fan of the mule. Anytime yeah. we go out to dinner, she always grabs a mule. We go to a brewery, she doesn't drink beer, so she's always like, Can you make a mule? Yeah, I'm, I'm on her page with that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. Man. <laughs> um all right. So let's uh, quickly get to the last part of this podcast, which is you looked at all of the survey answers that we gave. I think the podcast was five weeks ago that we did. Yeah, January we 10th. Over, we went over the athletics uh, survey of uh, Major League Baseball. And so, this is bad for audio, but for video, I'm going to share my doc. Now, let's see. I don't know if I can actually share the doc in of itself, but let's see this. Um, cause Brad sent me a document. Nope. I cannot share the doc on the screen. Um, okay. We're going to talk through the, uh, survey results and you know what? I mean, maybe I'll, as we're going through them, maybe I'll screenshot a couple of them and I can show them live, cool. um, as we talk. But, um, all right. Did you want to dig into the survey and then sort of what we had gone with and then what had won? Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, so it was, we did this back on January 10th. Uh, the Athletic put up uh, a survey. You know, we were just uh, not too long, about five weeks or so into the lockout, five, six weeks into the lockout, and 
you know, so they kind of wanted to get a feel. What do baseball fans feel like right now? What, what is going on with the state of the sport? Um, and so they put a nice, a really cool little survey out. Uh, so, so some of the questions that we had, like the first one was, which of the following best describes your feelings about the current overall state of MLB? Uh, it was disappointed, hopeful, angry, indifferent, happy. We went with angry. We, and again, you can go back if you want to listen to the last part of the January 10th podcast. We, we did this whole thing, gave our views on it and, and everything. Most of the people were disappointed. 51.6%. Mm-hmm. We were angry. That was only 11.4% of the people. We're pissed. I mean, yeah. did, you know, because we've been through this before. Maybe older generation, we're, we're more mad about it. Younger yeah. generation may be disappointed, but we've been through this a couple of times. Yeah, they, also, they also have not. Yeah, they haven't been through one of these before like we no. have. No. So, so we're angry because we know what can happen to the sport with prolonged stoppages and yeah. and we just don't want to see that so so that made us angry um uh, who are you most upset with over mlb's lockout and ongoing labor strife i originally said uh, i was most upset with both of them equally but then you talked me into the owner <laughs> which which i get i get it i mean now i'm just i i see it from that point of view it's like the players are just trying to get on the field they would like to get their money. They would like to get – nobody's there to see the owners. We're all there to see the players. We're yeah. all there to see the game of baseball being played. We're, we don't, we're not looking up at the owner's box going, God, he's so great. She's so great. No, we're not. We're watching the players. So uh, most people agreed with us. They're at a 61.2% um, agreed that it was the owners were the problem. And then both equally 33.5 and only 5.3% of the people blame the players. <laughs> I don't know why you would even think about blaming the players. Well, there is an old school mentality to yeah. some fans who look at the players and go, oh, you're doing something that, you know, I would do it for free. And you're and they don't understand the, the other side of it. Or there are yeah. just some people who are just so much, um, you know, maybe in their own work. Right. They they are anti-union or, or something, you know. So it could be one or two of those things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you expect the lockout will cause spring training to be shortened or canceled? Um, we said yes, and so did 92.1% of the people <laughs> taking the poll. So, And I, I think that's where we're heading. And, and so everybody's going to be right, unfortunately. Do you expect the lockout will delay or shorten the regular season? Yes or no? Uh, we said no. That was a tough one. Uh, that just kind of fell at about 50% right there. Now, I would imagine if you, and, and again, remember this was asked January 10th through mm-hmm. January 19th. Here we are now, February 15th. We're now a month later and we see no progress is being made. Yep. I think that's going to be more of a yes, but 52.8% yes, 47.2% no, which is what we said. Here's the fun one. <laughs> How would you rate the job Rob Manfred has done as MLB com- commissioner? One poor then you go two, three, four, and five is excellent. Well, five came in at 0.3%. So <laughs> that's an ugly. <laughs> Rob Manfred, you got to do a better job, man. This is, <laughs> this is what it is right here. 41.8% said a poor job. We gave him that, a, a one. Um, and then 35.7% of the people gave him a two. That's not <laughs> great, though. No. I, I wonder, the mo- the... Equally important question is, do the owners think he's doing a good job? Because that's essentially who he works for. Yeah, th- and that's the key. And, and uh, I guess we're going to find out after this uh, this negotiation is done, once we're back to playing baseball. Um, I'm sure the owners are going to see how did he handle it? What, yeah. what did he end up having to give up? What did he sway us to do to get the players back on the field? So. Right. Uh, which of these issues would you most like to see addressed this offseason? We got to check up to five of these. So there was minor league pay and living conditions, broadcast blackouts, tanking, service time manipulation, pace of play, DH, automatic ball strike system, revenue sharing, years until free agency, and other. Um, 
We picked a lot of the high ones. This is what we like to most see addressed in the offseason. Uh, minor league pay and living conditions, 71.5%. There's been a lot has come out about that the last couple of days of how poor the conditions are. The athletic is just ripe right now with um, all kinds of articles uh, describing how guys are, are are having to get second and third jobs in mm-hmm. the offseason just to pay the bills because they're, they're not getting a dime between September and the beginning of the baseball season. And in what was the conversation about the what was it was it the lawyer who was saying that minor uh, spring training players shouldn't even be paid yeah 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 because I, I and i don't even know if they are right now because if you're saying they're getting paid from april until september uh if you're not going to spring training you're not getting paid um they're they're trying to say we're hey look we're giving you all this great <laughs> training. I mean, all this stuff. If you went to different uh, seminars and, and classes and all these other things, <laughs> you would pay $2,200 on average. <laughs> We're giving that to you for free. So why are we paying you on top of it? So yeah, this is a an eight-year-old lawsuit that's been going on that was brought on by a couple of minor leaguers. It, I mean, it's just a sad situation. It's like, Again, I mean, when you, when you look at ball players and you look at these guys get drafted, they're the elite. They're the best at what they do. If you're the best at what you do at your job, if you're listening and you're the best you are at your job, you expect to get paid some jack, right? Yep. I mean, especially let's say you're the best in the country at what, what you do, maybe even the best in the world at what you do. You expect a pretty decent salary. You don't expect to not get a paycheck from September until April and then have to go work in a warehouse uh, lugging around auto parts. I mean, that's what some of these guys are doing. So, And uh, the one thing that every player should do is they should just look up how much the team is worth and how much the owners could sell the team for. And also the, the, the other number, and this is probably a little bit harder to find, but did your team turn a profit last year and how much did they turn a profit? Yeah. Those are yeah, things that every player should know. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you're a, if you're a high prospect and you're high draft pick, you're going to get a pretty nice bonus coming out of college, coming out of high school. You're going to get that signing bonus. Um, but if you're not, if you're an eighth rounder, ninth rounder, 10th rounder, and you're coming out of your, you know, fifth year of college, cause you redshirted one year and, and, I mean, you may not be getting anything until you finally step onto the field and start playing. Um, one of the remedies they're talking about, too, is giving these guys their paychecks every two weeks of the year. Not just, you know, when they're, when it's the off season, not just throwing it out there and saying, nah, you don't get anything now. Go find another job to pay those bills. So, yeah, you can save it up. But things happen. Life happens. You got to travel. You get, and they're giving them bologna sandwiches. So I'm sure a lot of these guys are like, I got to go get a good meal. You want me to play at a high level? I'm eh, just going to eat a bologna sandwich on white bread. That's not going to do it. So, yeah. Uh, number two, we, we just said, we also said broadcast blackouts. That was 58.3%, something we want to see addressed in the offseason. We also said pace of play, designated hitter, automatic ball strike system. Those came in at like 48, 43, and 31%. Um, kind of the least people wanted to see anything done was years until free agency. Um, you know, it's kind of more of a upper level, um, you know, management type of thing. Uh, a lot of people wanted to see tanking taken care of mm-hmm. and service time manipulation. So. Uh, next thing we got, which one of these changes would you like to see MLB adopt to address tanking? Uh, we said set a salary floor. We, you and I both really like that idea. I still like it. I still think it's a fantastic idea. That was number one at 42.2%. Most people would love to see a, a salary floor. How do you, how do you address that? What are the punishments? I don't know, but let's say you set that floor. You've got it. And, and then are we also going to see bad contracts, mm-hmm. you know, because they're going to say, well, we got to get, you know, we got to get up. We got to get it up here, and and we'll sign a veteran. We'll just give him a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, we can't trade him because he's going to have a stupid contract. But so that's going to be a tough one. Reverse draft order for non-playoff teams that only came in at twenty-one point one percent. Institute a draft lottery. Prevent teams from picking top five in consecutive drafts. That was eleven percent. And then no changes. People said seven uh, percent of people said no changes. 
Uh, are you in favor of salary cap system? Yes or no? We said yes. 59% of the people said yes. How many teams should make the playoffs? <laughs> we went a little crazy on this one, but <laughs> we did. <laughs> we were in the, in the minority here big time. 5.9% of the people said uh, 16 teams like in 2020. Yeah, we were in that one. You know uh, what that's, you know, what's interesting though is it is because it is sort of what you're used to as a fan. But then I think most people were okay with the DH. So they were okay with changing something that's been around forever, but not changing another thing that has sort of been, mm. been around forever. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, and that makes sense, too, because 16 is a lot. We saw it in 2020, shortened season, so that's why we saw it. But we love the fact that, you know, it was like game after game after game after game after game on the first day of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And it was like it was just like another regular season, but every pitch counted. So it was super tense for an entire day, and it was just – it was fantastic to watch. Um, but most people didn't want it changed. Uh, they wanted to keep it at the 10, the status quo, 67.7% of people said that. 26.4% wanted to add four more teams and make it 14. If you were MLB commissioner for a day, what on-field change would you implement? There it is, pitch clock. We like that one a lot. I, you and I are high on the pitch clock because mm – -hmm. I don't see. I don't know how many times I could see a guy like go to the rosin bat, <laughs> fix his belt. Well, they're not allowed to touch anything anymore, so who knows? But um, you know, just kind of prance around the mound and super slow wind up, and you know, shake off eight different signs. So pitch clock was number one. Uh, universal DH number two. Ban or severely limit shifts number three. Install robo umps number four, and then all the other ones were just kind of mixed in there. Yeah, some low numbers. Create attackier baseball. That's another one that you and I like. Yeah, uh, uh, Japan is doing yep. that. Um, but they a lot of people didn't like that one. That came in last on the list. I think they just don't. They don't see that. They don't understand that that is a possible solution to yeah the sticky stuff. But if you don't really care about the sticky stuff, which was kind of a pain in the butt to talk about last year. <laughs> yeah, it was it was. Like, <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, who cares? Yeah. That, and then stuff like that happens. And and then we get this and we get the lockout and we say, what, what is going on with our sport, man? It's yeah. like, who's in charge? Like nobody's in charge. And that's, I think that's what we kind of feel right now. There's nobody in charge. Uh, we want to see our star players on the field. Uh, but we also want to see somebody, you know, like Bud Selig at least had a plan. Right. He at least had an idea. He knew baseball. He knew what he loved about baseball and what the fans loved about baseball. Um, you know, he knew that they liked home runs. So, yeah. uh, what is the ideal number of games in a season? Uh, 162 came in at 49.3% at number one. Number two is what we liked 154, 23.8%. Mm -hmm. But that was a caveat that we're going to add more playoff playoffs. Teams. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't add more playoffs teams, I think you and I are probably fine with 162. Just keep it. Don't change that. Are you in favor of a universal DH? Yes. 71.8%, 28.2%. No. That's why I'm pretty sure we're seeing it. Um, are you in favor of a, of a pitch clock? Yeah. Uh, we love the pitch clock, 73.3%. No, 26.4%. Are you in favor of automatic ball strike system? That was interesting. That's a, that's a very interesting one because you and I, I don't like that at all. I'm not a fan. 43.4% uh, said no, that was us, but the majority said yes, 56.6%. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. How should MLB handle sticky stuff enforcement in 2022? Approve, uh, approve a substance for pitchers to use. So that's 44% at number one. Number two is create a tackier baseball, 25.3%. So more people would like to see the solution just be like, here's a solution or here's a... <laughs> so to speak, here's a, here's a substance that you could put behind the mound in the rosin bag. You just grab it and you've got that stuff that MLB yes. has approved. Um, again, creating an attack your baseball, kind of the same thing. Sure. Uh, probably costs a lot more, I would imagine, than just getting some sort of substance. But then again, I think with either one of those, I think you're still going to run into issues of, hmm, this guy thinks it's not sticky enough, so he's got something else in his belt. You're always going to have that. I mean, that's baseball. You're always going to look for an advantage. Um, 
Which recent MLB rule change would you like MLB to keep? Check all that apply. We liked limiting mound visits, and a lot of people did at 79.6% at number one. We also liked extra inning runners on second base rule. Yes. Not a lot of people like that one. That's 30.6%. That's the next one. You got the next slide up there, which is which one recent MLB rule change would you most likely uh, like to keep? And we like that one. Yeah, because we're old and we like to go to bed. I don't like. I don't. I don't need a seventeen inning game, right? I, put the I, runner at second. Let's do it. I was so surprised that people like that three better minimum. Yeah, a lot of people like the three better. We hate that. That is not a great thing for the sport because uh, it just limits your matchups. I know it makes the game a little bit longer, but do other things like 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 the extra innings rule. Because yeah. I mean, baseball is you, you face a guy, you face a guy. All right. Well, now we got a lefty up and we're going to bring in a lefty. Okay, cool. Let's make the pitching change. I mean, make it, you know, they throw in the bullpen. They throw what, like 50 pitches in the bullpen, it seems like. So when they come out, have them just throw one. There you go. Good to go. Yeah, exactly. Don't even go to commercial break. You run out or get on the cart. You know, remember the old MLB carts? You come out. <laughs> or what about that. Craig Lefferts and you just run? Yeah, just sprint, <laughs> man. Slide in, too. Slide it, slide in at uh, the pitcher's mound. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, and, and limiting mound visits and the three batter minimum. A lot of people, you know, like those, want to stick with those. Which one recent MLB rule change would you least like MLB to keep? And we said the three batter minimum, and that's only 12.1% of the people said that. Most people want to ditch the extra innings <laughs> uh, runner on second base rule. We like that, but but we had we had some, you know, ideas on how to change that a little yeah. bit. So you go to the 10th, right? Regular. You go to the 11th, regular, and then maybe in the 12th, that's when you say, okay, now we're going to put the runners at second base. Get sure. around the 12th. 100%. I, I, yeah. I agree with it. Like, I get, because it seems cheesy. It seems like softball, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. what would softball do? That's what softball would do. But if you can manipulate it to the point of like, okay, is this even, are, are these players even alive anymore it's the 19th <laughs> inning right is what we're doing really baseball right now yeah so that that's just but, that's my but thought. then do you change i want to ask you do you change it back to full game of baseball no runners at second base and extra innings when it comes to the playoffs i think so i think you do you think so yeah i think so. I, I don't know i have a hard time with that i have a hard time with a certain rule during the regular season that's different during the playoffs yeah I, I get that part too yeah but the only thing that does is it doesn't really change the game that much in terms of it, it, what you do is during the regular season you put a runner in second base you're shortening the game a little bit mm -hmm. then in the playoffs you're just letting them play so it's like you're not really giving an advantage to anybody at that point it's not like well during the regular season we could win these games now during the playoffs we can't win these games then there's it's nothing like that it's not like right. football where you're better running than passing or whatever so um what experimental rule changes would you like to see implemented in mlb check all that apply we like the pitch clock so do 64.9 percent of the people we also liked Restricting defensive positioning, tackier baseballs, and larger bases. Uh, and that, those are, you know, the four that we picked were four out of the top five. The other in the top five was the automatic ball strike system at 52%. Um, and nobody wants to see moving the pitcher's mound back. <laughs> and neither do we. That was our number one coming up here uh, for things that we least like to see implemented. But uh, the one rule change we want to see the most implemented, everybody else does too, the pitch clock, 28.6% of the people, although it was pretty close. It was that. Then you see the automatic ball strike system at 26% and also at 26% restricting defensive positioning. So those three things could, could really help, I think, shorten the game. Um, not necessarily the automatic ball strike system, but that's not perfected. That still has all kinds of problems. I don't think we're going to see that for a little while. Um, what one experimental rule change would you least like to see implemented? Moving the pitcher's mound back. 37.9% of the people do not want to see that happen. We did not want to see that happen. Yeah, anytime that, that would, you yeah. screw with somebody like what somebody's been doing like i think what we're most worried about is causing more injuries yeah right like yeah if you were to 
change it and then people have been pitching this way for gosh how long has the mound been that way probably since uh the 20s or something right well no i think actually in the 60s it was uh i believe it was lowered yes around the 1960s it was lowered but it wasn't moved back or forward so yeah so yeah it's it's been a very very long time 60 feet six inches has been in our vocabulary since i can remember at least yes 100 percent since yeah. I, since we were yeah since we started watching yeah um and then a couple of fun ones here's some fun ones to wrap it up let's go back to when baseball wasn't locked out <laughs> which team has won the MLB offseason so far it was the Mets Rangers Tigers Blue Jays Mariners or other uh, 39.7% of people said the Mets, probably because there's a lot of Mets fans who took this poll. Uh, and the Rangers, 38.2%, and then everybody else was in the under 10%. But uh, we said the Rangers because, you know, all the moves that they made, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, um, you know, and they still, I, I still think they're going to spend money once the lockout ends. They're going to go crazy because that's another thing we have to look forward to as yeah. well. They're going to get all the free agency stuff in. Yeah. As soon as that lockout ends, man, it's going to get crazy. And us as Giants fans, we made a couple of pickups, but, you know, there were our own pitchers uh, and a couple of other guys who were not, uh, you know, on our team last year and a couple of other pitchers. Um, you know, and then we had the, uh, the, the option pickup of uh, Belt. So there's that as well. No, not the option pickup. He was uh, uh, given the the QO, the qualifying offer, right? Uh, and then he took that. So we're still waiting to see. We got a lot, a lot of ways to go. I, I, uh, I wish this question said which team didn't win the off season. Then I would have said the Giants. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> maybe somebody voted for us to actually that we actually <laughs> won it, and that one point eight percent of other probably not. Uh, what was the most surprising free agent signing before the lockout? Well. We said Max Scherzer. Everybody else said Max Scherzer, 33.7%. Although Corey Seeker was right in there at 30.8% for the Rangers. Then everybody else was just kind of under 10%. You see Stroman, Semyon, Baez, Robbie Ray, Kevin Gaussman. I'm surprised that people said that uh, they were shocked that he went to the Blue Jays uh, at the 2%. Because when I look at this, I knew that Gaussman was going to go somewhere else, most likely. But the Blue Jays, to me, were kind of surprising. You know, I, I didn't I didn't necessarily see the Blue Jays in the hunt for that. But uh, but Scherzer, thirty three point seven percent. And that was that was shocking because I remember when that happened, everybody was like, whoa, Mets kind of jumped in there at the last minute. And the contract was ridiculous. So so there you have it. Gossman is still mad that the Giants like the yeah. narrative is that he turned the Giants down, I guess. And he's like, no, they still they, they never offered me a contract. He's yeah. still out there tweeting about that. Well, let's piss him off. Let's just start calling Gausman and then just be like, I don't know how to even pronounce it. Were you on our team? I don't even remember. No, that's he he did a lot for us. Yeah, he, he was he was a good player. I mean, yeah. first half of last year, one of the best first halves in Giants history, probably. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, just so I you know, I hope he builds on it with Toronto because uh Toronto's an exciting, young, fun team to watch. So and he's gonna bring that veteran presence, I mean, to all those guys, uh that that young offense. All right. So uh we got through that survey. Thank you to that survey for providing us an extra 20 minutes of content there. That's what it's about. <laughs> well, and then like a month ago, it gave us like 45 yeah. minutes now, like a half hour probably. <laughs> but also thanks to Brad for putting that stuff together. He had to go hey, through He had to go through our old podcast and remember what we uh, had voted on. And then he, he paired that up with what the, the results were. So. It's fun. I like to go back and listen to us. No, not that much. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll be back next week. Like I said, we will have a special guest and uh, we'll keep going, you know, until I don't know. Is there anything we can do to like for us to like go on strike? Like that's not good to go on a hunger strike. No, we don't actually gain anything from doing that. Like, can we we figure out something? Can we find out where they're supposed to be meeting and then go make signs? You oh, know, yeah. Just go like full on 1994. Don't you know, give us back baseball. <laughs> Maybe we can find some signs from the 1994 strike and uh, that fans had made and, and we can like recreate those signs and hold them up. That's all we can do. Yeah, this is not much. They're like, they're like, God, these guys are just waiting for the season to start yeah. so they can talk about baseball. There's no, there, there's nothing. They're, 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 they're just, 
they're just pretending here. They're not going yeah. to. Not- I mean, because we could say, oh, we're going to stop the podcast. And they're like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, no, we, we've always got baseball to talk about. That's the thing. We could, we could, you know what we could always do too. We could say, all right, 1991 Giants, go. And yeah. we could just, we could talk a whole hour about the 1991 oh, yeah, Giants. Totally. Any, any Giants team, we could talk about them. So, yeah, we'll go, we'll go into the box scores and <laughs> recreate the games. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, our, our numbers. Eddie, right Eddie, Mil- Eddie yeah. Milner hitting leadoff for the Giants. <laughs> what did I watch the other day? I stumbled upon it on uh, YouTube. Somebody had posted the Giants winning in 1988 uh, when they beat the Cardinals 21 to, I think it was like 21 to two. Hmm. And uh, and uh, Ernest the Furnace Riles hit home run number ten thousand for <laughs> oh, the Giants. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But here's a good trivia question: nineteen eighty-eight Giants. Because I was watching, I watched it. It was like condensed to like thirty yeah. minutes, and I watched yeah. the whole thing. It was all the highlights, basically. Um, who hit the Giants franchise home run number nine hundred and nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine? Nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. It was it was the inning before Ernest the Furnace. Okay, so uh, Clark's on that team. Mitchell's mm-hmm. on that team. Thompson's on that team. Don't think too hard. Um, was it is it Clark? It was, was Will. It? Oh, it nice. Was Will. He hit number go. nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. I you know what? It might have actually been the same inning. Um, and then Ernest Riles. Hadn't because this was July 9th, 1988, and Riles had not been on the team for more than like a, a maybe like a week, had just gotten traded from uh, the A's, right? They got no, the no, A's. from the um, from the Brewers? Mariners for oh, uh, Mariners, yeah, from the was it, uh, yeah, I think it was the Mariners or the Brewers, whoever we traded uh, Jeffrey Leonard to. Mm. I know he played for the Brewers and the Mariners, but I can't remember who, where Ernest came from. Might have been Milwaukee, um, but but he had only been on the team for like I don't know, three four days, something like that. And then he comes up and pinch hits and hits a three run bomb for home run number ten thousand in the Giants franchise. It's pretty awesome. Good job. Yeah, yeah. So he was traded by the Brewers to the Giants for Jeffrey Leonard. There you That's go. Was, yeah. Good good uh, good callback there. Yeah. And then and, and then I, I got it flip flopped. Yeah. They okay. traded him to the A's. That's what it was for Darren Lewis. Yeah, and then the next year, I believe Hackman signed with uh, Seattle because he was free agent. There I you think. Go. Yeah. All like right, said, we could do, we could do that. We could pick a year. And we could just go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is it from here. We'll be back next week. And uh, cross your fingers. Do all. all uh, don't don't touch Joe Boo. All those things to, yeah. to make sure that we get we get some talks going again for baseball. Mm. All right, for Brad, I'm Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.